It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. One former Cardinal seems pretty happy to be out of St. Louis. Hear what Tyler O'Neill had to say about the team and manager Ali Marmol on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter, X, at J.D. Sports Radio. You can follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment so you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted because this is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, happy, I guess it's still technically Sunday. Uh, it's been a crazy, crazy weekend for me. It was my wife's birthday weekend. Um, Married men out there will understand that uh, women do it a little differently than guys. I know us guys, we get together like the night of your birthday and you hang out, you have some drinks and it's over. Women do a whole different thing. Some of them have a birthday month. Some of them have a birthday week. Some of them have a birthday weekend, which is kind of what I was going through this weekend. So I apologize for being kind of absent over the last couple of days, but we've got some things to talk about. Uh, I know it's a little slow right now in the off season, specifically for a team like the Cardinals who haven't made many moves recently whatsoever. <laughs> there just hasn't been a lot going on. Uh, but there was a, a little bit of news with, with a former Cardinal. I'm talking about Tyler O'Neill. Now I want to take you back here because a couple of, a couple of years ago, specifically in uh, 2021, if you had asked me about the future of the Cardinals outfield, I would have been beaming with happiness and excitement about what the Cardinals had to offer. I mean, heck, looking back on that 2021 season as a whole, the Cardinals had a roster that that felt special. In fact, they, they seemed to underachieve for most of the year before they went on that ginormous winning streak, but it featured for the first time in MLB history, five gold glovers on the same team on the infield. You had the newly acquired Dolan Arenado at third base. 
winning his ninth consecutive gold glove and fifth consecutive platinum glove. Tommy Edmond picked up his first gold glove at second base. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt won his fourth at first base. And then in the outfield, we had uh, Harrison Bader winning his first gold glove in center field. Tyler O'Neill won his second in a row in left field. And then in right field, you had rookie of the year candidate Dylan Carlson, who finished third in the voting that season behind the Marlins' Trevor Rogers and the Reds' Jonathan India, who ultimately won the award that season. Now behind them, you had other guys that <laughs> were pretty darn good as well. Young up-and-comers at the time and Lars Newbarn Lane Thomas. And things seemed pretty set for the team in the foreseeable future when it came to what the outfield was going to look like. And because of all of this talent that they had, it made outfielders like Randy Rosarena and Adolis Garcia expendable at the time. We don't have to go back down that road and talk about that. We know they've made some mistakes there. Uh, we know what's happened since Rosarena and Garcia have gone on to become stars in the league. And last year, Lane Thomas finally breaks out at the major league level, hitting 268 with 28 home runs, 86 RBIs, 20 stolen bases. Uh, Bader is now with his fourth team. Since, what, 2022? He's now on the Mets. Uh, and Tyler O'Neill is in Boston with the Red Sox. Carlson has been deemed the fourth outfielder going into the season. And uh, Lars Newbar has become your starting left fielder. Um, but the Cardinals, at the time, the Cardinals were very much excited about the guys that they, they had in the outfield. And guys who were backing up those guys who were starting in the outfield. And in particular, Tyler O'Neill. They were very excited about Tyler O'Neill, who they had acquired from Seattle in 2017 in exchange for former first-round pick Marco Gonzalez. You know, O'Neill had just uh, had an MVP-type season in 2021. He played 130 games, made 537 plate appearances, and in 482 at-bats, it's 286, 34 home runs, 80 RBIs, 15 stolen bases, OPS plus of 148. Are you kidding me? Sky was the limit. Sky was the limit, right? He instantly becomes a favorite of mine just because of that skill set of the, the power and the speed. I mean, that is just something that is attractive on any on any team in any sport. Like my favorite player growing up, Bo Jackson, power, speed. Like I just dig that stuff. But he also had the look of a guy who was going to to be a stud, you know, uh, I'm going to throw up a picture on YouTube of him uh, just this past year. I mean, look at the muscles on this dude. He's a tank. He's got the spiky hair in the prime of his career at the time at age 26. There was seemingly nothing that Tyler O'Neill couldn't do on a baseball field. And he was about to become a superstar. Like, at least that's what we all thought. And then it all came crashing down, right? Next two seasons, he combines to play in just 168 games, makes 649 plate appearances and 572 at-bats. It's 229 with 23 home runs, 79 RBIs, and 19 stolen bases, OPS plus of just 97, so a, a little bit under league average. But a drastic dip from what we saw in 2021 that got all of us so excited. And injuries, we know, were to blame causing most of, this, uh, most of these problems because he ended up missing 156 games during those two years and so basically he lost an entire season to multiple injuries to just about every single part of his body if if it was available to be injured Tyler O'Neill injured that body part pretty much and last year uh the incident that seemingly set O'Neill and maybe even the team on an ugly path that lingered for the entire season was the play against the Braves in just the fifth game of the season. You know, manager Ali Marmel felt that uh, O'Neal wasn't hustling on a base hit. He was on second base. There was a base hit to right field. 
And I think it was Brendan Donovan who was hitting at the time. Base hit to right. O'Neal gets gunned down at the plate by eventual NL MVP, Ronald Acuna Jr., who has a fantastic arm. And, you know, when you go back and you watch the footage, it, it looks like O'Neal might be loafing a little bit. I think he was taking for granted that he was going to score on the play. I don't think he thought Acuna was actually going to come up gunning and trying to get him out at the plate. At least that's what it felt like. Uh, but he, he's out by a significant amount. And Ali ends up bringing up the effort after the game to the press and called it unacceptable. Well, wasn't happy about it whatsoever. O'Neal then wasn't thrilled that his manager just called him out to the media, thought it should have been handled internally. And I, for one, was somebody who agreed with him, and I still do. But it was a play that it just kind of lingered over the season, uh, the rest of the way. And this offseason, O'Neal ends up getting shipped to the Boston Red Sox in exchange for pitchers Nick Anderson and Victor Santos, a very unceremonious into uh, his Cardinals career that, that showed so much promise and in most people's eyes is deemed a disappointment because after 2021 and you saw what the ceiling could be for Tyler O'Neill, everything after that just meh, not so great. So um, O'Neill recently spoke with the guys at Foul Territory about the situation from this past season. He talked about Ollie. He talked about his future in Boston. So we're going to dig into what he said next here on Locked on Cardinals. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event because game time is available to you. It's fast and it's easy. Great way to buy the tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater events that are coming up near you with killer last-minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You know, sometimes things just work out where you and somebody are suddenly available to go to a game, right? where you're like, it's a couple hours before first pitch or kickoff or whatever you're going to, tip-off, whatever sport it might be. And uh, you decide, dude, let's, let's go to the game. Let's go to the game. You got tickets? How do we get tickets? What do we do? Game time is what you do in a situation like that. Last-minute tickets available there. You don't want to sit in the nosebleeds. I mean, you can if you want to, but why would you want to? Why not go on to the Game Time app and check out their killer last-minute deals that will be available and you can come up huge with some great deals on fantastic tickets. They give you the all-in prices, so there's none of those sneaky fees where you're like, oh, my gosh, the tickets are only this much, but then they double it with fees or something. That doesn't happen there. Uh, you can get the view from your seat so you know exactly what it is you're going to be uh, looking at from whatever seat you're looking to purchase. So uh, make sure it's up to your standard. Just take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Thank you again for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Leave your comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter X anytime that you want because your feedback, it is always welcome and encouraged. We just did an episode uh, earlier this week, and I had Andrew Wang on from redbirdranch.com talking about guys that 
you know, former players that could come back into the fold for the team, either as a player or as a coach. We listed six of them for you and uh, got some pretty good feedbacks. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in this episode. But uh, let's continue with the Tyler O'Neill talk. Because uh, I'm not one who likes living in the past. You know, I like moving forward with my life and uh, not dwelling on things that went wrong or the good old days. You know, I don't like doing that too much. I, I know we're all sick of talking about the mistakes that the Cardinals have made over recent years that led to the implosion of last year's team, who on paper did not look like a 90 loss type of team. Like when the season started, most people thought, the Cardinals were going to be pretty good and should be a playoff team and should probably contend for the NL Central title. And it just did not work out, but it happened. And uh, the the Tyler O'Neill and Ali Marmol incident in the second series of the season against the Braves is one of those low spots that we can point at and say, you know what, right there, that, that was bad. Let's not do that again. So O'Neill who, again, now with the Boston Red Sox, was on the foul territory show this week, and they asked him about that play and the situation and his relationship with Ali, and here's exactly what he had to say about that. I think in the moment, you know, I handled it in the right way. Obviously, you don't want to create any kind of division like that, but it was quite the situation for sure, man. I'm happy it's all behind us, and Ali and I are able to move past it, but I think at the end of the day, it kind of turned into respect at arm's length. And I'm just looking forward to this new opportunity in coming in with a fresh slate and just working out, working hard, getting after it every day and proving myself again. New division, new team, all that stuff. We ended on good terms out there. So that I'm very thankful for. I have nothing but gratitude and thanks for the city and organization in St. Louis, but everything comes to an end and it was my time this time. So from that, what do I take away from that? It sounds to me that, and I'm a pretty positive person, at the very least, he and Ali hash things out. They've made amends. And even though I would not expect them to embrace each other uh, with any pregame hugs before uh, the, the Red Sox come to Bush Stadium, they're going to be uh, in town in May, uh, they at least don't seem to hold any ill will towards one another. It's not like they'll probably actively ignore each other or anything like that. You might see a handshake or something like that. They're adults, and they were able to kind of talk through things. And, you know, it, it seemed like Tyler O'Neill was was having a good time on the team at the very end there when he was finally healthy. But I think just a, a combination of how that started and how that whole situation went down and then more injuries for Tyler O'Neill, and it just ended up being a bad situation. And sometimes it is just better to move on. It's just time for both the organization and Tyler O'Neill just kind of let's go our separate ways, get a couple of pitchers in exchange from the Boston Red Sox. Tyler O'Neill gets a fresh start in a great city, gets to play out there in uh, Boston, gets to uh, be a part of the Green Monster. Good luck with that in left field, Tyler. Uh, but I, I, I'm sure it was a learning experience for for both sides, really. You know, I think it's a, a, a bigger learning experience for Ollie than Tyler, which is who I'm more concerned about since, you know, Ollie is still the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. I, I didn't like that he called O'Neill out in front of the cameras when it happened. I, I don't think it needed to happen that day. When, when this situation happened last year, these are the exact words I said. I was like, I don't like the fact that he brought it up in front of everybody because personally, I don't recall O'Neill being a type of player that, that dogged it very often on plays. I mean, there's not like, you know how sometimes you'll see guys who, who you'll, you'll catch them going through the motions and you're just kind of like, it happens 
a, a lot with this guy. I don't remember that out of Tyler O'Neill. I, I really don't. Um, it, not at, le- at least not to a degree where it became a problem for anybody. So I think this particular situation would have been handled better just inside the walls of the clubhouse. Like you call in Tyler O'Neill after the game and say, look, bro, uh, what's going on? What, what, what was going on there? Because it didn't look like uh, you were given 100%, you know? What, what do you what do you got for me? Is there a reason why it, it looked that way? Because if it didn't, or if, if you were and it just appeared that way, then let's let's you know get through it. Uh, but if there was an issue, then let's talk about it. Let's get through it together. But do it behind closed doors. Do it you know amongst the team and uh, and figure it out that way. That would have been the best way to do it. And uh, that's what I had said at the time, and I still believe that way. Um, I would hope that. If a situation like this comes up again, that Ali has learned from what happened with Tyler this past season and that uh, you don't have to have any issues like this moving forward. Um, you know, it just it seemed like a guy to me at the time that it was a guy who he dealt with a lot of leg injuries in 2022. I don't think he thought he was going to get gunned out by Ronald Acuna Jr. The way he just kind of glanced over the shoulder. And then you saw him pick up the pace a little bit like, oh, my gosh, he is coming at, at home. Um, but I, I think it was also something where it had been raining that night and he was probably playing it a little safe when it comes to the injuries. And um, it just it kind of screwed things up, you know. Um, my question for you, thinking about this year, does Tyler O'Neill get the standing ovation from the fans this year when Boston comes to town in May? I mean, I know we do it as a sign of respect to guys who used to wear the Cardinals uniform. So I'm going to guess, yes, <laughs> that that does happen. But what do you think? Are you, if you're at the game, are you going to stand for Tyler O'Neill in his first at bat as a Boston Red Sox if you're at the game? Because I loved Bro Neal. I have the towel somewhere around here. It used to hang right behind me, his uh, clubhouse towel. And I had to put it away because I'm not on the team anymore. But I love Bro Neal. So I would. I would probably stand up and clap for him because I appreciate all that he did for the Cardinals. But uh, I don't know. Some people might think that uh, he he left with a with a bad taste in, the, in, in their mouth uh, about what kind of player he was and what kind of player he could have been. And maybe they didn't like the whole situation and how it went down. Maybe they side with Ali Marmol. So just curious what you guys think. Let me know in the comments down below. Uh, The next order of business with the Cardinals outside of, you know, continuing to try to improve uh, the team by making additions to the roster is that the team announced that they are dropping the red dominant jerseys in spring training and plan to introduce that city connect uniform later this year. We all knew the city connect thing was coming. Uh, but I guess they had to drop a uniform to put it within like the five that you could have a uh, report this week from uniwatch.com first noted the Cardinals would scrap the red spring training jerseys, which have been used during home and road preseason games over the last several years. Uh, they also use that kind of scheme for batting practice as well. Uh, UniWatch further states that the Cardinals will use their standard home white and road gray jerseys during grapefruit league play rather than the red ones. And a spokesperson from the St. Louis Cardinals confirmed to Fox 2, which is where I got this information from, that those aforementioned changes and more are coming with the team's uniform lineup. The spokesperson also told Fox 2 that the team plans to introduce a City Connect jersey in 2024, which we knew was coming. Uh, The City Connect brand is sponsored by Nike and consists of alternate uniforms with different color schemes, fonts, and graphic elements than traditional uniforms 22 wait just 20 20 teams have debuted a city connect jersey as of 2023 but to this point the cardinals 
were not among the bunch. Now, the Cardinals are going to follow, and this is where we get to the amount of uniforms that you could have. Uh, apparently, they're following a relatively new MLB rule dubbed as the 4-plus-1 rule, which allows for two home and road jerseys, but also another alternative concept. Um, because of this, the pure red spring training uniforms appear to be a thing of the past, unless MLB changes its guidelines. So um, as of right now, you know the Cardinals have the the standard home white, and then they got the cream jerseys that they wear on Saturday home games. Uh, they wear the road grays most of the time. They'll switch the hat out. They'll wear the blue hat when they face a team that's uh, got red in their hats normally. And then they've also got the light blue jersey that they wear for Saturday away games, the uh, like the Arnada one that I got back here behind me if you're watching on YouTube, which uh, the powder blue, everybody loves them. Like even teams in other cities are like, yeah, it looks pretty darn sharp. So um, they have not announced any details on what these new uniforms, these City Connect uniforms might look like yet. Um, they haven't announced when they might debut. We don't know. It's going to be this season. We just don't know how far along into the season it'll happen. And we don't know how many games are going to be worn for. Uh, everyone in the division has already had one of these. Uh, the Reds had the almost entirely black ones last year with red accents. Uh, the Pirates also put out a new theirs last year, which featured yellow or gold, whatever color you want to say it. I mean, you can go either or. Uh, but it had like the PGH on it. It had the black pants. Uh, the Brewers got those baby blues that say Blue Crew on them. Uh, the Cubs had the all blue Wrigleyville look, which I like the word Wrigleyville, but I don't like the all. I don't know. I didn't like the all blue. Um, if I had to guess, because I, I I really have no inside information on this whatsoever. I haven't heard a thing, but I'd imagine that the the arch might play a major part of what goes on with the City Connect uniform. Uh, they could do something with the Mississippi River. Uh, something with steamboats, perhaps. Uh, it's hard to imagine something outside of like red, blue, and white that they've had forever. I don't think they would do anything with the old like St. Louis Browns colors, which are, uh, if you ask me, um, maybe they'll use like the red top with the white bottoms that you saw in spring training. Uh, but I don't know. That seems like it'd be a little too easy, like a little lazy if they just went down that path. Um, could just be white with red accents for all night. I know, but maybe either like the words like, like cards or STL or the Lou on them, something like that. Something with the arch. I don't know. I'm not really an artsy guy. <laughs> so maybe you guys have some better ideas than that for uh, what you want the city connect uniforms to look like this year, but, uh, we'll find out eventually and they'll sell like hotcakes cause that's what they do. Uh, but uh, let me know down below in the comment section or on Twitter X uh, what you think those City Connects might look like. And maybe something has come out about them that I am not aware of, but I don't think I've seen anything yet. But uh, let me know. Uh, up next, we're going to get some fan feedback on that recent episode that we just did talking about uh, bringing back former players to either be players again or maybe even coaches. We'll talk about it next on Locked on Cardinals. The NFL playoffs are pretty much done. Moving on to the big game and just two teams remain standing. And you can get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. If you haven't used the app yet, shame on you. Shame on you. So easy to use and a lot of different ways to bet and win. Uh, same game parlays. You've got the live versions of that. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make uh, parlays that you've never even dreamed of. You can find them in the Parlay Hub. 
which will give you some of the more popular ones that, that people are using and placing bets on. It's the best way to find the popular parlays and kind of think outside the box of ways to, you know, put together a, a fun and entertaining bet for yourself. Uh, the Chiefs do what the Chiefs do, man. Congratulations. Uh, all they do is win. Knocking off the number one seed Baltimore Ravens 17 to 10. And then the 49ers come back from being down 24-7 to shock the Lions and win at 34-31. Detroit, I feel your pain. They did the same thing to my Packers. Frustrating, but these are two really, really good teams. Early line has the 49ers favored by one and a half. But I, I have learned my lesson too many times to not bet against Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, and now you got Taylor Swift in the mix uh, and all of her Swifties and the powers that be. So um, I, I think I'm riding. I think I'm riding or dying with uh, with Kansas City this year. So visit FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Once again, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows, which covers every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So uh, we did a show last week with uh, our buddy Andrew Wang from RedbirdRants.com and the New News Podcast. And he had put out an all an article uh, about some names of some former players that might make sense for the team to bring back in a similar fashion that they've done with Matt Carpenter, Daniel Descalso, uh, Skip Schumacher. The list goes on and on. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they continue to bring guys in. And if they're still playing at the end of their careers, they bring them back again because they like these people. Guys like Matt Carpenter and Lance Lynn. And then uh, no way did we mean that bringing these guys back you know someone like uh you know trevor rosenthal and alex reyes were just a couple of them we mentioned that, that these would be like groundbreaking moves that would immediately put the cardinals into contention for a championship it was more done out of fun more than anything and they're low risk moves that could be helpful and if they failed oh well they don't cost a lot of money not like you were depending on these guys uh, all that much. So here's some of the feedback from the show that day. Uh, Jeffrey Weiss said, I like your philosophy on signing a guy with prior physical issues to a minor league contract and letting them prove their worth. It is low risk, as you say. Still, I like the idea also of letting the younger arms prove themselves too. In short, I like either way. It's a crapshoot, more or less, as you pointed out. Pitchers get injured. Take your pick as to which way you go. The name that intrigues me the most of the ones that you mentioned in this podcast is Trevor Rosenthal, but he's that old guy again. For the record, I'm also a Colton Wong fan. So, um, I mean, Trevor Rosenthal is not that old, guys. <laughs> it's not like the he's not Carpenter's age, but it's the injuries that worry me more than anything about Trevor Rosenthal. But if he were able to get healthy again and uh, show that he can still, you know, throw the pill in at 97, 98, and still has a decent breaking ball. I mean, why not give him a chance in a minor league deal? I mean, what's that going to hurt, right? Um, that's, I mean, that's really the idea of that whole list. You know, we, we're talking small, cheap moves that if they pay off, awesome. If they don't, it hasn't derailed your season. We're talking about high ceiling type of moves, and if the bottom falls out on them, then Oh, well, you move on with your life. Really not uh, not end of the world situations. Not like signing a guy to a seven-year contract and then he sucks for all of them and is making way too much money, which is, uh, I know, 
we want the Cardinals to be more aggressive, but they like to play things safe. So uh, Mike Smith says, Wong? No. I don't mind having Carp as our 26th man, better than modern for mean, as long as he doesn't get used much. Give me Tommy Hurd second base over anyone else for the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, as Andrew pointed out in that episode, uh, Wong does not make a lot of sense for this team right now this year since they've got a, a gluttony of talent at second base. You've got Nolan Gorman, Brennan Donovan, Tommy Edmond. If you need him to play second base, I'm sure he's more than happy to. Want a gold glove there. Uh, you got Thomas and JC coming up. You've got uh, Cesar Prieto behind him. So you've got some depth there at second base. Really not a need for a uh, Colton Wong on this team. Um, as far as Tommy Herr goes, hell yeah. Tommy Herr, one of my favorites. That Ozzy Tommy Herr double play duo up the middle, so smooth. And then offensively, Tommy had some pretty darn good seasons. You remember he had the he had the speed that fit the Whitey Ball era. Uh stole over 30 bases one year. 87, maybe, but um didn't have a lot of power, but it seemed to come up with the big knock uh when he was at the plate. And I mean, who is going to forget the walk-off grand slam against the Mets and uh, Jesse Orozco seat cushion night at old Bush stadium home run. And everybody just woo, whips them all out there on the field. Uh, the dude was solid and used a flapless batting helmet for God's sakes. You know, I haven't seen one of those since what, like Gary Gaetti. Was he like the last Cardinal and wore one of those? But anyway, what's not to like about Tommy Hart? You know, Cardinals Hall of Famer. Uh, and we're going to wrap things up here. What do we got time for? Okay, we got a quick one. Randy Barrett made another suggestion saying that he thinks Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham would be a good fit for the Cardinals as far as bringing somebody back. Uh, who better to fix the clubhouse and still play well? You know, Pham is a free agent, but I'm guessing this year he'll end up going somewhere that he can uh, get a little more playing time than he would in St. Louis. But um, I got a lot of respect for Tommy Pham's just the way he plays the game, his mentality, he's got that bulldog mentality. He's not out there screwing around or anything like that. I mean, he's hustling 110% at all times, and he's still got some game at age 35. I mean, obviously, he keeps himself very fit. Like, he is one of those guys that is a tank out there on the field, hit 256, 16 home runs, 68 ribbies, and 22 stolen bases combined with the Mets and D-backs this past year. Uh, we saw a lot of him in the postseason, hit 279 with three dingers and four ribbies. He had two four-hit games in the playoffs this year. Uh, plus, something that I, I love about Tommy Pham is the fact that he is a fantasy football enthusiast, like big time. You remember the story, he ended up slapping around now new Arizona Diamondback Jack Peterson uh, a couple of years ago over a uh, fantasy football. I think it was either a waiver wire dispute. I think that's what it was. And uh, ended up slapping him in the face on the field before one of the games. So um, I respect that because fantasy football, it can be serious. I'm in a league that is very, very serious where, uh, yeah, things things can get a little out of hand. Anywho, but uh, Tommy Pham, sure, at some point, I why not? Why not bring him back? There's nothing wrong with his game right now, but I'm guessing, at least for this year, he ends up somewhere where he gets more playing time than he would in St. Louis. But uh, not, not a bad idea there. Uh, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. We're getting closer to spring training. Pitchers and catchers report on February the 15th. So, we're getting there, and we're going to be going full time uh, on the podcast once again. Uh, we've had a bit, uh, a little bit of an off season so far. We're only getting a couple of episodes a week, but we're going to be back at it five times a week. So Monday through Friday, 
maybe a Saturday and Sunday one here and there, depending on how things are going. But um, we'll, we'll get back to full-time here real, real soon. So uh, month of February is when that clicks in. So you guys are the best fans of baseball for a reason, and I will see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. Have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.